Welcome to the Post Sunday Podcast, presented by Genesis Church. A place to go further, discover more, and to learn things you possibly never have. It's not just enough to know of God, we want you to know Him. Coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida, it's time to rethink life the way God intended. This is the Genesis Post Sunday Podcast. Welcome to today's episode of the Post Sunday Podcast. This podcast is an extension of Genesis Church located in Orlando, Florida. Every Sunday, you can attend one of our three amazing services at 8.15, 9.30, and 11 a.m. Or if you don't live in Florida, you can stream live on Facebook and YouTube at Genesis Church Orlando. You can also watch on demand and as always, follow us all week long on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and X at Post Sunday Podcast. And also, make sure to subscribe to listen every week on Spotify and iTunes. Now, for today's episode, here are your hosts, Pastor Johnny Sierra and Pastor Tim Grandstaff. Let's go. 2024 is upon us. Welcome to Season 2, Post-Sunday Podcasters. We are back. We are furious. We are fast. I said that backwards, but we are excited, man. God is doing some great things. <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy birthday, bro. Not to me, although it is my birthday month. Yes. To the podcast. Yep. We're officially one year old. It's insane, man. We it's did insane. It. It's 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 our birth. So it's decorated in here. Yeah. If you're on YouTube. Let's go. We're celebrating Let's go. our birthday. We got a new year in front of us. That's right. That's As right. As you said, fast and furious. We're about to ride. Yep. And uh I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Wow. We loved it. You know, if you guys wish us happy birthday, man, on uh hit us up with some comments in there. It's birthday month. So who knows? This is an entire month of celebration. So we might come up with some with some fun little different things. So just be just be on the lookout. Check us out as Stanton uh, let you guys know all of our platforms there. But I'm looking forward to it, man. How has 2024 been thus far for you? It's been it's been already yeah. kind of up and down. It's been a crazy <laughs> week and a half. You know, some really good things and some really not so good things. Yeah. You know, because life tosses it's stuff like that it's at you. Ten days, like. We're like, but we're rolling. Yeah, we're like, we're in. You've been out of town already. You're back in, and now we're here, and we're going. We got a year under our belt. You know, it's kind of like you know in sports. Yeah, you kind of each year you know like, hey, this next year it's time to progress. You know, I got to do a little bit more. There's more work to put in. There, you know, I I realized this. I worked on that. You know, now now I'm gonna show. Like that's how this is. We didn't had no idea last year doing this pod. Oh, no idea. What it would be like, what would come about, um, how we would navigate it, um, just all those things, right? And yeah. then uh, we lost people or booted them out. <laughs> Chad, Chad's gone. It's it, man. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we realized real quickly, we were bringing people in, but really it was just going to be me and you along the way. I, we tried. We tried, right? We but can't say we did. On the flip side. Yeah. We have guests this year yeah. coming into Genesis. We have guests that are going to be on the pod. So we've got some extra things like that just to to add that new flair yeah. that we're excited yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If but. it's not broke, don't fix it. Things are working really well with what we've been able to do. We're just, you know, adding more to it. So uh, be on the lookout, like Pastor said, man. It's going to be it's going to be awesome. We got some special guests in the pipeline. And, uh, and special things going up. We're always thinking creatively on how we can get better. And so, uh, yeah, for you guys. Yeah, so, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. All those that have been following us all year. And welcome to all new listeners and subscribers, because yeah. this is season two. Season two. And uh, year one, we went through the story of God from Genesis to Revelation. Uh, this podcast is really a resource yeah. for discipleship, Big for time. learning for growth spiritually, for understanding God's word. And so we have a lot of fun with it yeah. uh, so that it doesn't feel like you're in some seminary class. However, we're going to take you through some content. And uh, we did a year with God and Ooh. his story. 
And now we begin a year with the Son of God. Yes, man. So buckle up. Buckle up. Let's go. We're titling it The Way of the Messiah. Um, And we're just 52 weeks, man, of straight Jesus talk. And so take notes, (laughs) get your Bibles ready and come walk with Jesus as we walk with Jesus. Let's go, man. I love I love how just things are kickstarting this year. And man, you you just like you hit like like a right hook on Sunday. Like the the bell rung, match is getting ready to start, and you just came out swinging. You said, is Jesus God? That's it. I mean, if you're sitting there and you're listening to this, you're you're battling like, all right, is my life matching? Is he God? Yes. Now I'm conflicted. Is my life? Uh, showing that right like now it's like it's it's a battle of of not only words but lifestyle and does the two come together and ah dude just just really i mean open up with us us with that is jesus god like yeah i think that the reality is no matter whether we're preaching on sunday or we're in this pod together if we're gonna walk with jesus we have to know who jesus is and we have to we have to really dig into what we believe about Jesus. And that's a major question. Is Jesus God? And, you know, looking at that question today on the pod, looking at a question with our church, you have people that have different thoughts and ideas, different beliefs. Um, They don't know what the Bible says. They don't know where to find things in the Bible. You have different religions that kind of like they like Jesus, and so somehow he's part of their religion and their story, but he was a good teacher, he was a good prophet, he was a good man, but I don't know if he's actually God in flesh. Yeah. And so when you ask that question right up front, you are forced to really think about what you believe, and then as you said, what you believe is what you become. Yeah. And so whatever you believe is what you're going to become. If you believe he's the son of God, it's going to change how you walk with Jesus in your life. Yeah. And, and, and so if Jesus is God, how would they explain it, right? If you were to ask someone, if someone asked, was asked to ask you, is Jesus God? How would you answer that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. What's your answer? You know, you, you say that and you go, is Jesus God? And lots of people out in our church audience, through our three services, you know, you get the, amen. Yes, he is. You know, you yeah. hear it all over, you know, because of just the, the, the feedback we get when we're preaching and teaching. Yeah. But really, if someone was to sit with you and go, is Jesus God? How would you answer it? Mm. Right? The scriptures say, always be ready to give an answer. I think that's what scares people when it comes to talking about Jesus and talking about God. And that is really, let's talk about that. That's the reason for this podcast. Some people haven't understood the story of God. So we took you through the story of God for a year to help you better understand how to speak the story of God. Yeah. And this year, we want to take you on a walk with Jesus, all things Jesus. And we want to better help equip you because that's what we exist for, to equip the saints to do the work of, of Christ, yeah. the work of the ministry, and, and, and to, to expand his kingdom. So if you don't, it's okay. That's what we're doing here with this podcast. We are guiding you and helping you to understand. So as we have said, just breathe. Breathe, yeah. Breathe, absorb, take it in, let it sit in. I love, uh, I learned a long ago, let it marinate. You know, we love, we love to grill out, you oh, and I. Yes. Yeah? yeah. That's our thing, right? Hispanic folk, man. Hispanic <laughs> folk, we love to let things sit and yes. just marinate for a day or two. Tastes better, right? Flavors when it are does. more enhanced. Oh, yeah. So you don't have to take what you learned today yeah. and be able to, able to explain it tomorrow. Yeah. Let it marinate with you for a while and really just sit in your soul. Yeah. And then watch how God uses that because what's the scripture say? Taste and see that he is good. Taste it. Taste it when it's marinated. Then you can turn around and share it and speak it. So we want you to share it. We want you to be able to explain it. But we also want you to to have sat with that. And that's what a lot of this is for. Yeah, that's funny you say that, man. We sat 52 weeks studying scripture to scripture. And the, 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 the key word was always symmetry, right? 
but it felt like we were preparing this big bowl of soup. And one week we're just adding an ingredient and another ingredient. And by the end of it, it's like, just enjoy it, man. Take it in. So same thing here with Jesus, just really taking it in. And if Jesus isn't God, then why follow him? Right. I, I, as we're talking and we started this, I, I thought to myself, if I'm going to know that you truly serve God, then let me sit, let me sit in your life and let me, let, let your life show me that he is God, right? I don't want your words, right? Anybody can come in on a Sunday and put on a show. I mean, we're really good with that, but can I, can I, you remember the, the shows, you know, the uh, life of the rich and famous and they would yeah. come and, and yeah. take a full day and just kind of see how you're living in luxury and all that. Can I sit in your life and see every decision you make, see every way that you speak to your wife, children, every way that you make, uh, you just conduct your life. And can I see God through that? Can I see someone that says Jesus is Lord of my life? I, and that, that is, where I think we end up in this conversation and we need to end up Yeah, as we have continually discussed, I can give you answers for Jesus being God, God being Jesus, you know, yeah. however you want to phrase that, but I can't change your heart. Only God can. Yeah. And if he is God, then there must be a heart change. Uh, that is the, the essence of faith in Christianity you know, there, that's what repentance is all about. Yeah. And so you can't just say, yes, I believe he is and not have a life that matches it. Wow. So Jesus has said, if you are with me, if you are mine, then you will walk as I walk, right? Like, so people are going to see this in your life and therefore your words match your actions. Your actions match your words. James, the brother of Jesus, faith without works is dead. We can use all of that, but that's the reality. That's why this question is such a big question. It is. Because we have to fully understand it and see it. And let's be honest, we will still wrestle with it. That's okay. It's a complex question because God is very complex. Yeah. He, he is beyond our realm and our understanding. That's what makes him God. So we don't get all of our questions answered, but we do get some. And the ones that we do, then we are for forced to really think and choose. Is he who he claims to be? Mm. As you just said, and if he's not, then why follow him? Yeah. Why, why rearrange your life for this? Why claim you're part of a faith? Why even speak that there's some type of afterlife when you die? Right? Because it all comes from this faith. But if he is God, then you can't keep denying him. You can't keep doing your thing and yet claiming he's supposed to be God, mm. right? And, and you, you want to go your way and make your decisions, yet I believe this in my head. Yeah, but it's not in your heart. And there's the disconnect. And this year in 2024, we want to make sure that the heart and the head are connected. Yeah, We don't just have head knowledge. We have heart transformation. And then on the flip side, we don't have all these feelings and emotions that if we're not feeling it or we're not emotionally led and inspired by it and it doesn't lift us up, then then we in our head don't know if we logically want to, you know, figure it out any longer. We're going to we're going to attach the two and we're going to walk with Jesus, walk in the words of Jesus, the teachings of Jesus, and at the end of this year we're going to look back and go what's different? Yeah. Yeah. What changed? That's 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 fantastic, man and I mean, we want to, we, you know, in today's pod, we're, we're going to talk about what would you know about God without Jesus, right? What did people of the Bible believe about Jesus? What did the writers want us to know about Jesus? What, what did Jesus himself claim, right? These are some of the things we're going to talk about today, but I love that you opened up in the book of John because John, man, um, every time at least I, I, I encounter an unbeliever, someone that's just, or, or someone new to the faith, and they're like, where do I start? John is always a great book to lead them in because I think because of this, it allows them to see Jesus as God and Lord. And it begins right smack dab at the right beginning of this book. 
Yeah, the you, word became flesh. Every gospel account, we call them the gospels, yep. but they are all together. Um, they're eyewitness accounts that make up what we know as of the gospels, the yeah. good news of Jesus. And as we've pointed out in the pod last year and you know here today, every writer had his way of introducing his gospel. And each writer makes sure that they're intentional in who they're writing to, real people, real places, real time, and what they want you to pick up. And every single one of them opens up with some beginning of Jesus and who he is. Matthew, I'm going to give you the, the genealogy of Jesus. I want you to know from Abraham to David, the blessing, the promise of God through the King David comes Jesus. And here's John going, I want to go back to the beginning of God's story and tell you in the beginning was God and the, it was the word and the word was God and the word was with God and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And so right up front, they are all answering the question, is Jesus God? They're wanting you to know this is the Messiah. This is the promise. This is this is what you've been looking for, anticipating, waiting for. It has arrived. It's here. This is who he is. This is what he's done. That's how they're all writing. Love it. And John does such a great that. job of unpacking that. And as we've said, we believe the best place to start is at the beginning of God's word. Yeah. In Genesis. So what better you know, way to start than what, in the book of John, For right? John to do that. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. take you back and tell you that in the beginning, and I'm going to talk about creation. In him, all things were created. Nothing that was made was not made without him. I want you to know he was there. And so when it says the word was with God, mm. that phrase that John is using is a phrase that means face to face. So he's letting you know that Jesus is face wow. to face with the Father at the wow. very beginning of it all. Yeah. He was there. He is the one who brought creation into existence, you know? And so that is what John wants you to see right out the gate. And he's not the only writer. We looked at Paul and what Paul had to say about yep. Jesus being the invisible image of God. And so immediately we asked that first question, what do the writers want us to know about the Bible? Because we're going to use the Bible for the basis of, of everything that we do. Yep. Real places, real people, real time. And that's God's word yep. given to us. And these are the authors and the prophets and the writers and the poets and the eyewitness uh, people who, who walk with Jesus, who are writing their, their accounts. Um, so we're going to start there. Now the cynic will say, yeah, but you're supposed to start there and you're using the Bible to proclaim something that I don't believe anyways about a God I don't believe in, right? Like that's because they're, they're always cynically trying to, to find a, um, an excuse, a loophole, you know, a crutch, whatever it might be for their argument instead of actually seeing what's been given to us mm. and then having to evaluate that for yourself. So you still have to reconcile, as we said, 300 prophecies come alive in Jesus from the Old Testament, right? Then you have to look at the fact that, yes, the, the Bible records these miracles, but there are outside writers like Josephus during the time of Christ that historically just writes about what's going on with the people and this man named Jesus and what was being talked about and what was being said about him and what he was doing. And even if you don't want to believe the miracles, you have to look at the people who hated Jesus because they're mad at him for doing this stuff. They're coming after him going, you can't heal people and you can't, you can't tell people they can get up and walk. And yet this, this lame person is walking back in. He was just sitting out on a mat by the city gate and there's, he's saying Jesus did this. And so they start declaring things like, well, it's, it's a demon in you because they, they want to figure out some other way. So you have to look at all the characters and all the people to see Jesus is who he claims to be, right? It's not just the gospel writers exactly telling you. They're also showing you the people that came up against him that still what was happening was happening. They're just trying to find another way to explain it. Yeah. Because that's what people are always trying to do. Yeah. Trying to find another way to explain Jesus without having to believe he is who he claimed to be. Yeah. That's that's, that's so good, man. And my 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 challenge for the cynic, you know, is where is your where is your manuscript for your life? 
where do you base your life off of? How do you base your life off of? What, what is the center of your life? What can you reference? What's your reference point in your life, right? For us, it's scripture. For, and, and, and we can, there's faith elements that, are, that, 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 that carry a ton of weight for us. But there's also some practicality. There's also some, some historical data, right, that helps support that. And those things really help uh, elevate our belief, but they're not everything, and we, we won't have the answers to everything. But that's the beauty of faith and the beauty of relying on God and, and the beauty of really saying, God, I, I trust that my life, the, the word of God is the manuscript of my life. It's, it's, it's the essence of who I am, right? And so for the cynic out there, man, that's really having a hard time believing in any of this, man, I love the picture and the graphic that you gave about all the prophecies that really took place and all everything connected. I mean, it's, it's, that's, 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 that's a weapon right. that we can use to say, hey, check this out. It's not everything, but, but for the person that at, needs statistics, right? Right. You have the person that's trying something. to figure this out logically yeah, yeah. in their head right now. Because it's not in their heart. And, and I get it, man. Like, right. it's, it's, it's a battle that we all face. But when you look at the story of Jesus, mm-hmm. any scholar, biblical or non, would agree that the Bible is a historic document. Yeah. Period. They may not believe the miracles. They may not believe the, the divinity of it. But the, the content, the time, the places... You know, you can go to these some of these places and walk in those places. Mm-hmm. The artifacts that have been found and discovered that that align with the times and the people and the places and the cities and all of that stuff that we found, archaeologists, like it all shows it did exist. You're just forced to ask the question, do you want to believe all of it or parts of it, right? Yeah. But So when you look at these historical documents, let's just say it from that perspective for a moment, for someone that doesn't, want to lean in and believe in this, right? And surrender their heart to it. In Matthew 14, his disciples affirm him as God. So you've got the the writers that are obviously telling us this when they're writing the Gospels. But all the disciples affirm it. In Matthew 28, uh, the followers worshiped him as God. In Luke chapter 19, the crowds proclaimed that he was God or the Messiah. You would say these terms, right? And we'll look at that in a few moments. In Matthew 27... Even his ad- enemies admitted it. You've got a Roman centurion falling at the foot of the cross going, surely this is the son of God, right? This is the man who crucified him, who was part of his crucifixion, completely against him. A Roman guard who turns around and admits, nope, he is who he claimed to be, right? And then there are stories where even the demons admit it. Right? Like he goes to demon possessed men and the evil spirits speak because they know who he is. So you have to take into account that everyone you're reading and seeing about within your within your realm of these are historical documents is either believing it, fighting against it, but still realizing it's happening all around them. Right? For us, we take all of it in, and that's where we get our faith and belief from. And so the writers did it. But as you said, the other question was the people of the Bible. What did they believe about it? They believe. And, you know, for a second to unpack that, I would just say this. Anybody studying to see if something was true, if you didn't have a lot of, of, uh, let's say, uh, evidence to really show that it was true, they would begin to ask what they would call the outer ring question. Okay, well, if we can't get answers or evidence for the the core, let's just say that. Let's have it. Let's. What's the outer ring we need to be asking? Well, let's look at. Let's look at just the people. Right. I don't want to believe the writers who wrote the gospels, and I don't want to believe his disciples because they followed him every day, so they drank the Kool Aid. Someone might say, right. So we're speaking from the perspective of a non-believer that really wants to fight against this. But look at the amount of people that continue to change their behavior, communities of people. When you open up the book of Acts, historical documents, and you start reading what's happening in Ephesus and in Colossae and in Philippi and in Thessalonica, these real places where all of a sudden it's spreading and Paul is going and he's finding believers in this place and people that are, you know, they're having house churches in in this place. and, And all of a sudden you go, wait, there are 
hundreds of people spreading all over that are believing that Jesus is who he claimed to be. Their entire lives were changing, being rearranged by this. 3,000 people, the day that Peter turns around at Pentecost and begins to preach in the city, choose, yes, I choose to believe that that Jesus that came, that died and rose again and ascended to heaven, that is the Messiah God sent. I put my faith in that. The other people that were changing their lives because of this is something you have to pay attention to and go, wait a second. I may not have enough evidence for myself in the core, but if I lean back and try to like go to the next tier, I'm still seeing people believe <laughs> and change their life for this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, it's, there's something happening around me, right? It's one thing for one person to be changed, right? And maybe you can call them a, a lunatic. But when you're now having hundreds upon hundreds of people proclaiming the same thing, speaking of the, the same life transformation in their life, right? And, 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 and you would, and the scripture says, you'll know them by their fruit, right? Now they're, they're, they're bringing good to the world. Like they're building one another up. They're feeding one another. They're, uh, you know, the early church was, was, was partaking amongst each other and building and edifying, praying, feeding with one another, eat, dining and eating meals together, like taking care of the sick and the widowed and, 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 and how can it not be the goodness of God, right? If it's one, all right, maybe, but now it's hundreds. If it's 12, right, that would that yeah. walk with them for three years, yeah. of course they believe it, right? Exactly. It, wait, but, but then there's, 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 small group. you know, there's, there's a little over 100, a little bit later, and then there's more than 500 that witnessed it, and then all of a sudden there's 3,000 yeah. at Pentecost, and then all of a sudden... Even when they're, here's, here's that other layer, right? Even when they're getting chased down by Paul and being dispersed because of their faith before, by Saul, let's, let's correct who we're talking about here yeah. in the moment, they're still choosing to believe. Yeah. Why would you hold on if your life is being persecuted and in danger of imprisonment, being stoned to death, Jeez. all of these things for claiming this? Why wouldn't you just throw your hands up and go, you're right. It's all been a lie. We've all just kind of been messing around because yeah. we don't like the, 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 the religious status of where we're at and we're trying just to do something new. But my life, my life is far greater and more important than dying for this lie that I'm holding on to, right? Yeah. You would think that would change, but it doesn't. As a matter of fact, it just keeps growing and multiplying. And the more they disperse it, the more it just keeps spreading and growing. And that's what Christianity has been doing for 2,000 years in this Jesus movement, that no matter what you do to it, no matter what article we read, that Christianity is declining and it's no longer the, the main religion. Look at what God still rises up and does, yeah. right? Yeah. Because there's a power of God in it. Yeah. yeah. And therefore, you can't stop it. Yeah, it's true. It's just, it's just like trends now, right? Trends now. People people uh, just lean or piggyback off of trends because everyone else is doing it, right? For all of us Amazon buyers, what's the first thing you do when you're checking out a, a, a purchase that you're about to make? You look at the reviews. Correct. How many reviews and how good is it? And then I'll base pretty much my decision off of that. Because there's a there's a mass population of people that have that have tried this and taken this and and applied this in their life and they're saying yes this is good you need to have it why why don't I want I want that too I want it and so yeah man fire can spread correct fire spreads man there's a reason why fire is an image all throughout scripture yes bro right on the mountain in Mount Sinai let's go Acts chapter two. We're finding the fire. Mm. There's a reason why Revelation has imagery of fire coming and burning and consuming. Pentecost. Right? You know? Yeah. So, like, that's, that is what happens. It spreads. And you are really, what's happening is that people are just deciding. Yeah. It's a decision of, I want to do life my way, regardless of if he is who he says he is. That's really the simplicity of it. Because if, if I have to, or if I am supposed to say and claim he is who he claimed to be, yeah. I have to change my life. You do. 
you have to change your life if Jesus is God. And, you know, the other question was, what did Jesus believe about himself, yeah. right? That was where I was going to go to. Yeah. People don't, people who don't know the scriptures would say, well, he never said he was God. And I would say, you're, you're as wrong as you possibly could be because you don't know the scriptures. First of all, we know that when you have the spirit of God in you and you are sealed by God with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the comforter and the helper, right? He helps you see things with spiritual eyes that the lost world cannot see. Mm. We see the light. They are looking in darkness. And therefore, you can see things in Scripture being revealed to you by the Spirit of God that the world that doesn't know the story of God, that doesn't believe the story of God, that doesn't trust the story of God, does not see. So when Jesus comes along and he says things like, I have the power to forgive sin, well, that's why the religious leaders get so mad. No, only God does. And only in the temple when his presence is there and, and we come before him. Like, no, you don't have that power. They believe the Messiah would one day, but they don't want to believe Jesus is the Messiah. So therefore, they get so angry, they want to kill him and crucify him because you're making a declaration to be able to do something God. that only God can do. Therefore, yeah. Jesus is already proclaiming, I'm God. Yeah, I have the same power God has. Wow. In the same breath, he says things like, all authority on heaven in heaven has been given to me. Matthew 28. Okay. He says things like, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So he he claims he has the power to forgive sin. He has all authority in heaven. Uh, eternal life is only possible through him. Mm. He's letting you know exactly who he is and, and what he's about and what he has the power to do. And, and this is why when he goes to the synagogue after he comes out of the wilderness and he reads the scroll of Isaiah, which is the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me, to proclaim good news, to release the captives, to set the prisoner free. And he binds up the scroll and he says, this scroll today is fulfilled in me. Yeah. Some loved it and some wanted to throw him off the edge of a cliff. <laughs> it's like he's telling you all the time. Yeah. So the people who say he didn't don't know the scriptures. Um, we talked just briefly Sunday, I think I mentioned that you know, those are the Muslim faith. That's their their argument against Christianity. Never said that. Right? But look, they, look at John 8, 58. They believe Jesus was a prophet, yeah. but not the prophet. Muhammad is now the prophet. 500 years after the time of Jesus, roughly, he gets to come along and gets this new revelation, and now it all comes through him. Um, and, and, and so you look at, like you said, John chapter 8. When Jesus is having this conversation with people trying to follow him and he's talking about the father has sent me. And if you would have known he sent me, you would love me and you mm -hmm. would know who I am. So why do you not do what I say? He's letting them know where he came from, who sent him here, what he's here to do. And then he has this fabulous moment where he says, before Abraham was, I am. That's powerful. He's, he's letting them know. He, he's literally giving them the name that God gave Moses in the burning bush all the way back at the beginning of the story when God was getting ready to lead mm. Israel out of, of Egypt. When Moses said, who shall I set, tell them sent me? You tell them I am sent yeah. you. Yeah. And so here's Jesus making this very bold claim. So as soon as you give that evidence, you know what people do? Okay, so you can answer that question, but I still don't want to believe. So there is the problem. We can answer as many questions as we possibly can you still are are forced to go, do I want to take it from my head to my heart, mm. right? And and I think there's there's a question that we didn't ask Sunday. There's there's two. But before we get into the one I think we're going to talk about in a moment, I want to ask a question that you kind of set up front, and that is, what do we know about God because of Jesus? Mm. Think about that for a second. I think that's a really profound question to ask yourself because most of what you know about God is because of what you learn and see and hear in Jesus. Yes, sir. So Jesus is God. God is Jesus. It's kind of like this, this tug going back and forth because we would say, well, God is love and God is kind and God is, you know, healer and God is uh, provider. And most people wouldn't go back to the Old Testament to say all of those things. They would say things like, well, look at Jesus. 
Jesus came and Jesus did this and Jesus did that and, and Jesus helped the poor and, and Jesus, you know, uh, uh, loved on and gave grace and mercy to the adulterous woman and, and, and Jesus did this with the downcast and, and he cared for the lame and the sick and, and, and then we say, and God does that for us. So what we know about God is because he is embodied in flesh in Jesus. This is why the New Testament writers, Paul, like in Colossians, will say he is the visible image of an invisible God. Mm. What we have seen and learned and heard in him gives us a better picture of who God is because they're together, one and the same. And so I think that's a profound question to ask. What do you know about God because of Jesus? Yeah, and that's... I mean, many, again, will attribute their belief in God because of the works of what Jesus has done. But may, may Jesus proclaimed that, right? They would know the Father through him, right? I am the way, the truth, and the life. Those who know me know the Father, right? There's a connection there. There's a relationship between them. Because it's so tangible with them, too, it's like, if I know you, I know him, Right? If I want to get, you know, in your relationship with your son, right, if I want to know Tim Grandstaff, I can talk to Kobe Grandstaff, and I'll get to know who Tim Grandstaff is through his life, right? So it's just a beauty on it, man. Um, There was something that, too, we didn't talk about, you didn't talk about on Sunday that I think maybe it would be super important and helpful for people to understand um, just about Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Yeah. That concept is, it's a challenging one to really to really put your head in. Um, talk to us a little bit about that. I mean, we believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it's, um, it's one of those things where we believe it. Let's, let's be very clear on that up front. Yeah. Um, at the same time, we're okay to say we can't fully explain it. Hmm. I have grown up in church. I'm a third-generation pastor. And I have heard endless sermons. I have listened to endless pastors, all with visuals and and, and concepts of on. the Holy did Spirit. You, did you ever get the, the egg? <laughs> yes. The egg, the with ice the, cube, the, shell, the water. Then the, then the, the, yolk, the egg and the yolk. Exactly. Like, yeah, like yeah. trying to show what it means to be God and then Jesus. Yep. And, and and I remember one time uh, I was in Russia and they had those little, um, those Russian dolls where you pop it off and like the, the smaller ones inside, you oh, keep cool. popping it off, yeah. and the smaller ones yeah. inside. You know, have you seen those things? Yeah. And so um, someone used that before, which I thought that's a cool visual that like it's all the same yeah. Yeah. thing. But when you, you take the first layer away, there's a smaller layer, but it's inside. They all make it up. So it's like we try our best to describe what we would say is an indescribable God. Mm. Correct? Correct. And that, that alone can be as difficult as it possibly can be. Yeah. Yeah. So people wrestle and they're like, well, you have Jesus praying to the Father and then, yeah, my Father sent me and this is my beloved Son with whom I'm well pleased, God says. And, and then you get this Holy Spirit like, how does all this work? <laughs> right? And to that, I would say this. The doctrine of Trinity of the Trinity that we know about as far as, as we can kind of understand began back around 150 AD. So pay attention to how far after the time of Jesus. So it wasn't something they were trying to wrestle with even during the time of Jesus. Mm. Okay. It doesn't mean that it's not important. So I don't say that to negate that or to admit to diminish it. Tertullian is one of the, the early church fathers and writers that you can go back to and kind of find the beginning of this doctrine of Trinity, mm-hmm. God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy spirit. Um, I was reading someone a few weeks ago and I think they, they said it best this way. They said, um, as Christians, we must not confuse monotheism belief in one God with Unitarianism, the belief that the being of God is shared by one person. Mm-hmm. Right? So even when I say that, People are like, 
That's still so confusing, right? <laughs> How can God, the being, be represented in three co-eternal persons, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit? Yet, God's story has shown this to us. Not only does John go back and say, in the beginning was the Word, speaking of Jesus, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So he's face-to-face with God, but yet he's also part of the being of God, Mm. right? Genesis chapter 1 says, let us create man in our image. So even the very language of the beginning of God's story shows that this being of God exists in, in different ways, right? And we would say different persons. But unified, they make up the being of God that we know of in this moment. Mm. Now, I can unpack this forever and we can sit in seminary this class. Is a, yeah, right? yeah, this is a big <laughs> topic, yeah. But what I would say to the people that are listening is this. Um, a gentleman came into the side room about six, five weeks ago, um, at the end of one of our services, and he was just overcome with doubt, fear, confusion, um, because he said, I believe in Jesus, and I believe in God. He said, we just opened up Revelation, and God is sitting on the throne, but Jesus is riding on a white horse. He goes, and I can't figure that piece out. He goes, and I'm afraid that I may not be a Christian. I may be saved because I don't believe, I don't, I don't know how to believe the Trinity. Mm. And this is what I told him. I said, nowhere in the Bible does it say you have to believe the Trinity to receive salvation. When I said those words, he buckled, he sobbed, he just wept. And he said, no one has ever told me that. And I said, salvation is by faith. It is the grace of God, the gift of God to believe. Mm. And you don't have to sum it up in the perfect package to say what you just said. I believe in God. And I believe in Jesus, the Son of God. And I believe the Spirit of God dwells inside of me. And although I can't always put that together in my head, I believe all of it to be true. And I'll figure out what that looks like on the other side of eternity. But I just trust it. Yeah. And the weight, you know, you, we have those moments where someone comes forward and they put their faith and trust in Christ for the first time. And it just, it jacks us up, right? Yeah. We get like, man, someone today walked from darkness to life, from, from death to to, to eternal life with Jesus, from no hope to hope. And we're, I want to tell you, I walked out of the room and it was, it was almost greater wow. that someone that had been pressed under the thumb of religion. You know, he told me his background growing up in Catholicism and the things that he thought he had to like choose to, to understand and, and yeah. to figure out that was lifted off of him. To me, in 2023, will be one of the most just most, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Significant, Significant yeah. moments, one-on-one with an individual that just confess, I can't explain the Trinity fully, but I trust it. And I would say, that's, that's it. That's, that's it. That's Faith. it. Some of us sit around and we just, we crumble under the things we can't explain <laughs> for an unexplainable God. Yeah. Right? Like, exactly. Like, I don't know what to do, and I don't know how to, to take my faith because I don't know if, if it was, as we said, seven literal days or, or 7,000 years. Just ask the important question, is he creator of it all? Right? Like, like, like stop burying yourself under the weight of something. Under the details. Do these things thing. matter? Yes. Will yeah. we teach them? Yes. Will we try to answer them? Yes. 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 Does the Trinity of God matter? Yes. Is it in the church creeds? Yes. Is it shown in the Bible? Yes. Do we trust it? Yes. Can I fully explain it to you? Third generation pastor, biblical degree. No, I can't fully explain it to you. I don't want to take ice and melt it and then put it in water and refreeze it and tell you like this essence is God. This is like, the, but they're all one ice cube, right? Like, Okay, I kind of have it, but I'm still like, yeah, but he's on the throne and he sent his son and Jesus prays to the Father. Yeah, because they make up the being of God. Mm. And we don't fully understand the being of God. Wow. That's okay. Yeah, 
it's it's totally okay to not have all the answers in your life. Um, if we did, I don't think we needed God. We wouldn't, we wouldn't need God. No, you wouldn't trust them. Exactly. You'd choose you, if you want to trust Your faith them. would be based on statistics, on equations, on all these other outside sources rather than on God himself. And God's unexplainable. You, you, The nature of God, you can't, no one has a clear understanding of it. We just, what we know is what Jesus lived, <laughs> right? Like, go back to that. If you want to know who God is, look at Jesus's life. That is a clear depiction of the Father, right? Read scripture as we have. Go back to season one. In a never-ending story, you see God's hand working through Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, right? Joseph, David, all these wonderful people, but they were human. And, 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 and they could not explain the fullness of God. So what makes you think we're going to? The, the, the scriptures man. say things like the spirit is like the wind that blows here and there. Okay. So I don't know which way he's going all the time. <laughs> so therefore, I can't, I can't give you an answer for him yeah. all the time, right? That's what makes him God and me a human being yeah. that has to answer the question, am I willing to surrender my life to God? That's the ultimate question in it all. If Jesus is God, yeah. the son of God, yeah. however you want to use that phrase or look at that phrase, the ultimate question is, do I surrender to that? Yeah. And, and that is the reality. As you said, when, when you mm. look at Jesus, it's it, God, I always think about this way. God could have just said, Hey, I promised the Messiah. He's coming back. I'm giving him seven days. He's going to bring salvation to the world. That's it. And we're done. But instead God came in flesh for 33 years, grab disciples to train them and show them specifically it's almost as if he said, yeah, hey, nation of Israel, I gave you all this time, the wilderness, judges, kings, all the things we looked at. You just keep getting it wrong. <laughs> I'm going to come show you what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. And then I, then I want you to watch that, learn from that, model that until I come back. That's, the beauty, that's Jesus. That's the beauty of the statement that we said last year. God doesn't need us, but he wants us. And his wanting and pursuit of us is shown through Jesus. That I don't need, I don't need to bring my son to do this. I can let a prophet know that my son will come one day and take you guys up to heaven. But I'm choosing because I love you to show my love to you through Jesus. And that man is that that you see the heart of a father, right? Through his son. Yep. That's beautiful, man. And true followers of Jesus will be the students of the master for the rest of their life. Yeah, that's good. That is what Christianity is about. It's, it's me putting my faith in Jesus, but also me saying, I am following you and I am, I'm sitting at your feet, Jesus, and learning from you for the rest of my life. That means I'm, I'm learning every day. That means I don't have the answers, all of them, at, in day one. I don't have all the answers in day 4,000, but I'm learning. I'm learning how to grow, and I'm learning how to live like you lived. It's good, man. So, Super you know, good. one of the things we, as we're, we're ending out, you know, and yeah. talking about is what do we need to believe about Jesus, Yeah. right? Um, as we said Sunday, the, the phrase, as we know it in our English language, Jesus is God, is not in the Bible. It's nowhere to be found. We're asking the same question yeah. that the people of the Bible were. Is he the Messiah? Is he the one? Is he the promise? Is he the blessing from Abraham? Is he the, is the seed of Abraham? You know, all these things. That's why they were like, is the new Elijah? Is it, you know, like they're, they're trying to figure out because they're asking the same type of question. Mm -hmm. But our English phrase, is Jesus God, is not a question in the Bible nor is it a phrase found in the Bible. And as we have constantly said, and I think people have to lean into this right off the bat this year, the real people, real place, real time, written, the Bible's written by Jewish people. Now, some was written in Greek, Aramaic, Hebrew, whatever, different languages, still same story, is the reality that they thought Jewish. We think American. 
And this is part of our problem, right? And this is what we want to do with the podcast for people is help them understand the Bible. Therefore, we have to at least see it through the Jewish eyes of the people who wrote it the best we can to understand some nuances of it. And so they would ask the question probably more this way, is Jesus Lord, mm-hmm. right? Not is Jesus God, but is Jesus Lord? Because Lord carried with it the, the, the definition of master. When the Messiah, when the Savior, when the blessing comes, he's going to be Lord over it all. He's going to be master. He's going to be king on the throne for his kingdom, but he's going to be the ultimate authority, the master of it. And so a more faithful question spiritually is to live with the question, is Jesus Lord? More than just can we answer, is Jesus God? Uh, um, a Case for Christ uh, is a book, Lee Strobel. And uh, he says in the book, Jesus is either liar, lunatic, or Lord. He's a former attorney, and, and, and he used to be a lawyer. And so he goes, this whole case document, if I had to go into the courtroom and prove that Jesus is God, he's either a lunatic, a raging lunatic that got people to drink the Kool-Aid. He's an absolute liar and knew how to tell the best lies to get this many people for thousands of years after him to still trust and believe it, or I have to believe he's Lord. Notice he didn't say, I have to believe Jesus is God. Or the Son of God, he used the word Lord as well. Because that is the question the disciples, the followers of Jesus were asking. This is why when Paul opens up his letters to the, the, the Ephesians in Ephesus, he says, a grace to you and peace from our God and from our Lord Jesus Christ. He attaches those titles together so that you know the person I'm about to explain to you that's going to change your life and your behavior and your community up in Ephesus because you believe in this, is Jesus who's Lord or Lord who's Jesus. They go hand in hand because Jesus is God. Jesus is Lord. He is master. Mm. And therefore, as we said at the beginning, you now, you now have to start asking the question, if I want the right answer to the right question or if I'm willing to search the answer to the right question, then what I'm really having to search is, do I surrender my life? And that's what we went back to earlier on, is if I sat in your life for a full day, is Jesus Lord? Yes. Can I see that? Because if he's Lord, he demands your worship, he demands your service, he demands your attention. He demands everything of you. And if he's and if there's is something within all that missing, then is he really Lord of it all in your life? The, the fearful verse that every Christian at some point has had some fear in their life about. Oh yeah, is when Jesus says, "Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say?" And then he comes back to another group of people and he says, "Why do you call?" Or he says, "You say to me, Lord, Lord, but I will say to you, depart from me, I never knew you." Notice the words he uses. He doesn't use, why do you ask the question, am I God? Why do you wrestle with, is Jesus the son of God? Um, Why are you trying to ask how to fully explain the Trinity? Do all these questions matter? Yes. But the question he says, or the terminology he uses, is the same that Paul uses in his letters. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Right? Because there is obedience if he's the master. Why do you say, Lord, Lord, I did this, I did that, but I will say, depart from me, I never knew you. Because you have the right terminology and the right answers in your head, but you don't have it in your heart. It has not transformed you. Yes. And so he was not speaking to people who trust. I know I had the fear. You're going to say that to me one day? Mm. I just want to hear, well done, that good and faithful servant. You know, like yeah. how that, you wrestle with yeah. that. No, he goes, he's speaking to the other people, the one that want to have the head knowledge and want to articulate it and make sure that logically they can explain it all, but it was never in them. He says, I didn't know you. Mm. He, he tells the people, I was with you and you did not, or Paul did in class, he was with you and you did not know him. He came to his own people and they didn't know him because you don't want to accept that he's the Lord. Master, meaning you surrender. Yeah. You want to know the Lord? 
right? And it's full surrender, bro. Yep. If he, you know, I, I think for me, the, the question for me is, I, you know, I want to make sure, well, not a question, but the statement in my life is, I want to make sure that the Lord knows me, right? Because we can read all these things. We can absorb all these things. We can get information and all, like you said, but I may know him, but does he know me? And the only way that he can know me is if I make him Lord of my entire life. So the, many people struggle with that. I know these, this information of God, but does he know you? And, and man, I could go so much into that because it's funny you're bringing that up, man. I'm going to be speaking to, to some college students here this weekend and and I'm referencing that, but I'm referencing that in the relational aspect because that's that's all it is about, that's and that's stuff. it's powerful, bro. I'm, so, yeah, so good, man. So, we got so, an so ending good. segment. Woo! We're adding to 2024. Yeah, man. Because here's what we realize: we we don't want to just just leave you there. Yeah. So, every pod in 2024, we're gonna have what we're calling. The let's go moment, let's go. right? Because that's what we do all the time. Every time we see each other and we get hyped up about this, we're like, let's go, let's go, let's go. You know, like, so we're going to have to find some soundbite. Like but it. really the idea is how do we go with this? Yes. How do we go out with this? Yeah. You've been listening. You've been watching. You're subscribing. You're going to take this walk with Jesus with us. Yep. Let's go. Let's right? make it. Let's make it. Here's work. what I want you to think about. Think about this for this week. Okay. For those who ask, is he God? We would say, is Jesus Lord? In Matthew chapter 8, the wind knew him and obeyed mm. when he spoke. In wow. the feeding of the 5,000, the food knew him when he multiplied it to do his miracle. In Matthew 21, a fruitless fig tree withers when he speaks to it because it's not ripe in season. That's that's nature itself responding. Remember, Jesus will say, Jesus will say, even the rocks would cry out, right? He calmed if you, the storm. If bro. you try to do this, right? And he you try to do the that. Storm. When he walked on water, his disciples in the boat declared who he was. Mm. Everything and everyone that knew who he was surrendered to him. Mm. From from trees and wind and food and water to people. When they heard the voice of God, Jesus. So this week, what area of your life needs to know he is God? What area, right? Not in your head. Oh, I know. No, what area? What area needs to wither like the fig tree and surrender mm. when he wants to speak into that space? Wow. What do you think about that? Oh, man. Let's go with that. Oof. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Wrestle Let's with that go. for a week. And you don't, you don't have a week because we launched today. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the next one's only a few days away. I know. So all of our listeners and, and watchers and subscribers, you kind of get double action quick. Yeah. I can't wait for a second. Yeah, I can't. It's so good, man. But take that, take that, make that applicable in your life. How are you going to make Jesus Lord of everything in your life? And, 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 and just let the spirit examine you and, and illuminate those areas, man. Woo. Let's go, man. Let's 2024. go. 2024. Let's go. I love it, man. I love it. Thank you guys so much, man. If you guys are tuning in, we love you. As you guys heard from the beginning, we are on all social media platforms for you guys. Go check us out, Post Sunday Podcast, on all those. Follow us also, too, on iTunes and Spotify. The more reviews, the more follows we get, the more exposure 
we can get and the word of God can continue to spread amongst people in the podcast realm. So we're excited. We'll have this video out as well for you guys on the tubes. So youtube.com backslash post Sunday podcast. I believe it's at post Sunday podcast. So just double check that. But yeah, you can uh, have that visual reference for you guys. But get ready 2024. We're bringing in some great things. Uh, be on the lookout for that. Don't forget to submit your questions as well. We're not stopping that. Send those questions over to our DMs on Instagram or all of our social media platforms. Or the easiest way to do that is through an email, postsundaypodcast at gmail.com. Send in those questions. We'll love to hear that. So we love you guys. Until next week, grace and peace. Thanks for listening to the Post Sunday Podcast, presented by Genesis Church. A place to go further, discover more, and to learn things you possibly never have. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Genesis Church Orlando and at Post Sunday Podcast. Till next time, grace and peace to all of you.